You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. We'll be reading from Matthew chapter 24, verse number 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then one more passage found in the book of Romans, chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Father, Into your hands today, we commend our spirit to be used as your oracle. You know every person under the sound of our voice, either in this sanctuary who may be or who may be watching online today. You know every circumstance. You know every situation. Lord, I believe with all of my heart that there are people that are here in this building this morning that have been divinely sent by God. They don't even know why they've come necessarily. They may have been invited. They may have had just an urge or sense of, I need to go there and visit that that church. But God, whatever the reason, I believe you're the reason, and you have divinely brought them here today. I'm asking you to open our ears and our hearts Help us to receive what you would want to say. We take authority over every hindering spirit, anything that would try to interfere with anything that you would want to say or do today. Lord, I would just be pleased today, and I know, I believe it's your will that people would be filled with the Holy Ghost today in this service. Lord, they don't even have to wait to come to an altar. Lord, you can fill them with the Holy Spirit right where they are right now. In the name of Jesus, the waters of baptism are ready, Lord God. If you, there's anyone here that has never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, let them know that there's water available today to be able to go down in that watery grave and every sin that's ever been committed can be removed from their life. We honor you today. We love you. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. And you are able to do all things. And we thank you today for the gospel. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Let everybody say in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, will you clap your hands one more time to the Lord? Can you shout to God with a voice of triumph? For he alone is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long.
Amen. I'm preaching today on this subject, a gospel for all nations, a gospel for all nations. To begin my message this morning, I'd like to read from Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. The verses I'm going to read has always been some of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and they really speak to me in a very special way, and I trust and hope and pray that they will speak to you today. I'm going to read it slowly, and then we're going to expound on it for just a few moments. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Watch this now. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with his might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, watch this now, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. And this next statement is amazing to me. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, that we ask or think, according to the power that works or is alive in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The enemy of our soul will stop at nothing to make the church look weak, irrelevant, and cause it to become totally self-centered. But God wills that his church, you and I, is to be strengthened. It means to become strong. Not just in appearance, but in real time from the inside out. Now let me say it again. God's will for you and God's will for me is to be strengthened with his might to become strong by the power of the Holy Ghost in the inner man. Verse 17 is so powerful that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith or because of faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. That's not just any type of love. That's agape. That's God's love. It's supernatural. 
It's not anything that can be manufactured through flesh or through human efforts. Now watch what he says in verse 18 and 19. May be able to comprehend that actually means to take or to reach with all the nations or with all the saints what is the width and the length, the depth, the height and watch to know or to understand the love of Christ which passes, that means to exceed or surpass knowledge, that you may be filled with all. Everybody say all. all. And my famous question is you should know, what does all exclude? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs> Don't you get it? There's a depth in God that he desires for us that I'm not sure we've grasped. All right. All right. To be filled with all the fullness of God, is that really possible? Yes. 1,000 times yes. These were not holy suggestions that the Apostle Paul was giving to us. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, God's desire and will is to be supernaturally empowered. That you and I would have the ability, watch this now, to know what's not possible to know. That's what he's saying. He is wanting us to grasp, to understand, to know what humanly is not possible to know. (laughs) Yet in him, it's possible. How? Through the power of the gospel. You see, God's will for you and for me is to be filled with all the fullness of God. The Greek text says, with the whole of God. (laughs) That's amazing to me. Is it any wonder the definition of the word gospel is good news? I want to tell you that if you've come in the house today... And if you've wondered, is it really possible to know him? Is it really possible to experience him? Is it really possible to have that level of depth in him that you've always maybe wanted but never felt like you could acquire? I want to tell you, it is possible. It is absolutely possible. With God, all things are possible. Verse 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I don't know about you, but I can ask some pretty crazy things. And I can certainly think some pretty crazy things. And yet, he's able to exceed all of that. But it is conditional. And I think that's something that sometimes we miss. 
we just think, well, God loves us all, so that means we're automatically all saved and going to heaven. Not so. And the same is true even in regards to the miraculous, the gospel that we're talking about today. God working through us in supernatural ways. He said it's according to the power that works in us. According to the gospel or according to the power that is active, that is alive in us. I know maybe once in your life you received the Holy Spirit. Maybe you spoke with tongues. But my question to you today, is the Holy Spirit active and alive on the inside of you? Is, the, is God, does God have the right to govern your life, to lead your life? Does he have the right to make suggestions that would require change? It's interesting to me, I've, you know, this is not some great depth of revelation, but there are a lot of people, and I guess maybe I was there once also, pray I'm not there now, but there's a lot of people who desire to be saved. They're just not willing to do the things that require that. And I'm not trying to be negative here today. I just want you to understand that all of these promises of God have conditions to them. And the primary and most important condition is that he's working and alive in us, that he has the ability. You know, one of the signs of the last days that there would be ever learning, that people would continue to be learning but the, the problem would be that they were not able to come into the knowledge of the truth. I don't want to just learn. I don't want to just have education. I don't want to just be manipulated by whoever. But I want God and his word to govern my life. And if there's anything that requires change in me, I want to be willing to make those changes. To him be glory in the church. Everybody say, in the church. Not in the building. In the church. That's in us. By Christ Jesus to all generations. There again, there's that word all again. What does that exclude? Forever and ever. Amen. See, our world and all of the trends... And the negative influence that's being promoted through media and other sources continue to challenge the boundaries and the moral compass of our lives every day we live. We all feel the pressure, especially with the pandemic that we've just went through, and I hope we're through it. And now the war in Ukraine and the threat now of World War III And if there's anything that I have noticed about people, there is a sense of fear now in people that I've never known before. Because there's such a not know what's going to happen. What's tomorrow going to bring? What new thing are we going to hear tomorrow or be required to adjust or change? 
But I'm here this morning not to preach doom and gloom. I'm here to preach the promises of God that come through the power of the gospel. And it's interesting to note what Jesus said about the gospel. And this gospel, Matthew 24 and 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then will the end come. To me, the greatest signs of the last days is not wars and rumors of wars. It's not pestilence and disease. It's not earthquakes in divers places. Yes, all of that certainly has its place, and we understand that. But to me, the greatest witness and the greatest sign that we are living in absolutely the last days is how many nations of the world now have the gospel being preached to it. The gospel of this kingdom will be preached in all the world. Watch this. As a witness to all nations. And then, and then will the end come. First of all, let me say that the gospel is not for a selected few. It's not for an exclusive ethnicity or race of people. Jesus said that before he comes back for his church, one of the primary signs of the last days is that the gospel will be preached in all the world to all, and I want you to notice this word, nations. The actual Greek word translated nation in this verse is the Greek word Ethnos. It's where the word ethnicity comes from. It has nothing to do with borders. It has nothing to do with skin color. It's a race or tribe or probably more appropriately a language group. Regardless of where you live or what nation you may be from, regardless of what your ethnic or racial roots are or what your first or only language may be, the supernatural power of the gospel is for you. Just in case you're interested, according to the world meter, they now recognize 195 countries in the world in 2022. Now, this continually shifts, however, depending on what political persuasion controls the United Nations. For example, and this is not the only example, but this is one that we will all relate to. Taiwan is not counted as a separate nation. According to the United Nations, it's still considered China. 
Try, tell the, try telling the Taiwanese people that. The United Pentecostal Church International, which the Calvary Church is affiliated with, now has missionaries preaching the gospel in 197 nations around the world. Now, it, the UPCI recognizes 210 countries as nations. In addition, we are in 35 different territories or parts of the world that do not have nation status. So what's my point? We're in the last days. We're in the last days. Is it any wonder that Satan is doing everything he can to isolate the church? I'm going to tell you, if he gets his way in your life and my life, we'll hide ourselves away in our little holy huddles, and we'll never come out, and we'll never mingle with a single person. That's not God. And I say to us this morning in the fear of God, it's not God's will for any of us to live in fear and intimidation. It is God's will that we walk out of this building today. Are you ready? Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, shake this place today. If there's anyone in the house that has not been filled with the Holy Ghost, don't walk out of here without being full of his spirit. It's God's will that every one of us be supernaturally strengthened within the inner man which governs our decisions and what we do and what we don't do. What a mighty God we serve. Why don't we just lift our hands right now and love the Lord all over in the house. Can you? Will you open your voice? Will you thank the Lord for his goodness? Will you thank the Lord for his kindness? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have you ever considered that the last recorded words that Jesus spoke before he ascended into heaven, we find them in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This has intrigued me. Let's, let's read it. But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, again, I want to repeat to you, these are the last recorded words Jesus spoke before he ascended into heaven. Now, my wife and I have traveled a bit in the last 25 years. And uh, some trips have been a few weeks. Some trips have been as long as one trip, I think, 13 months. Some trips we started, we thought we were only going to stay a few weeks, ended up staying months. But I know this, that whenever we would get ready to go on a trip, 
you know, you have to have things looked after while you're gone and you have to, you know, you, you talk about a lot of things. But do you know what you save for last? That which is most important. Anybody that travels knows that's true. You may talk a lot of small talk. But when you're getting ready to walk out the door, the last things you talk about are the things that's most important. It's just always been interesting to me that the last recorded words Jesus spoke before he ascended into heaven was, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world or the end of the earth. The word power there, it's a wonderful word. It's actually the Greek word dunamis. It's miraculous or supernatural ability. It's outside of human ability. Please notice what this supernatural ability was going to enable them to do. You shall be witnesses. To me, in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In other words, the gospel, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would enable them to be witnesses in real time starting where they currently were in Jerusalem, then into the suburbs of all Judea, then in undesirable racially mixed places like Samaria, then to the entire known world, all nations. No ethnicity, no language group was to be excluded. What a cultural change that was For those Jewish believers, that's why it took them 10 years to reach the first Gentile. However, before the church was ever born, God's heart and will was for the power of the gospel to reach every ethnicity, every language group, every nation of this world. The church collectively throughout the world, as well as the Calvary Church. And your three campuses all together now. One already started. Another is going to be started here soon. Brookville and Oxford. It's God's will that you as a church feel that same responsibility. Some of you will be called by God to physically go to other nations. Some of you already have. Brother Burton, good to see you here today. Lord bless you, sir. Some of you already have. For others, it's done by reaching out to your neighbors, to your work associates, to those across the street, down the hall, on the other side of the street, who may be from another ethnicity, from another nation. I did not know about what you just said about this area 
being the most diverse or one of the most diverse areas in the state of Ohio. I'm telling you, thank God for our precious missionaries who have went around the world. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. But I want to tell you, you don't have to go to another nation. Let me reword that. You don't have to go to another land. You don't have to cross a sea to be a missionary. The truth is, all of us are called to be missionaries. All of us are called to be missionaries. There are people in every ethnicity just across the street, maybe your next door neighbor, maybe down the hall, maybe you work with them every day, maybe you're in the university with them. You see them on a regular basis. That's why God is using this church and is going to use this church in a great way to reach all ethnicities. And it's amazing. Many of you don't even have to leave your home, leave your city, move to another land for that to happen. It's God's will for his church today. Skin color, language group, cultural differences, religious or political differences should never interfere with our willingness to love people and making the gospel available to whosoever will. God is no respecter of persons. Let's read one more time what Paul said to the church at Rome. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who will believe. Verse 17 says that I'm reading... From the NIV, for it is, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The good news of Jesus Christ is for all nations, for every ethnicity, for every race, for every tribe, for every language group. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, clearly defined exactly what the saving gospel was and how important it is that we not compromise this powerful truth. Let's read it, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 3. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and in use in which you stand, by which also you are saved, and you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first all that which I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures." The gospel was the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus died, we die when we repent of our sins. Jesus was buried. We are buried with him in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness or the remission of our sins. Jesus resurrected by the power of God, and so are we when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, evidence speaking in a language we've never spoke before. I've said it here before, but I've had the privilege in being in countries, two different places, one in Brazil and one in what is now Serbia, hearing people speak in tongues in perfect English. They could not speak with tongues, or they could not speak English, but God used them and gave very clear message through that language to me personally. It was a message to me. Of course, it meant a lot to me, especially knowing that my dad heard a man speaking in tongues in perfect Hebrew. That's how he was converted to Christianity. He went in that little church building believing Jesus was a curse word. He came out of that church building believing Jesus was the one true God of the Bible. And there my wife and I were in Serbia, standing right in front of this young girl with tears, paving highways down her cheeks, her arms listed, and she's saying this, Jesus, you are the one true God of the Bible. Jesus, you are the one true God of the Bible. Jesus, you are the one true God of the Bible. My goosebumps had goosebumps. I'm telling you, there wasn't a dry eye in that house. And if there is any question or doubt in anyone's mind who Jesus is, you're going to learn about it in the next few weeks. But let me tell you, he is the one true God of the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why on the very first day of the church, after 120 people were filled with the Holy Ghost and the church was born, someone from out of the crowd so convicted. Why? Because they had heard Peter preach the gospel. He talked to them about the death and about the burial and about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, you've crucified him, both Lord and Christ, both Jehovah and Messiah. Somebody out of the crowd said, what must we do? Ellis paraphrase. Peter said, I'm glad you asked that question. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for that promise is to you to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God will call aren't you glad aren't you glad it wasn't just for the Jew aren't you glad it wasn't just for the Jew aren't you glad it's not just for the Spanish or just for the Ethiopian or just for the for the Italian you, Aren't you glad? How many of us are glad? I stand here today. I'm glad. I'm thankful today. My wife has Hungarian, German roots. Fill in the blank. I'm a Heinz 57 variety. 
fill in the blank, but I'm glad today. I'm glad today this gospel is for all nations. It's for every ethnicity. It doesn't matter what your first language is, what your third or fourth language is. They tell me if you're a trilinguist, you speak three languages. If you're a bilinguist, you speak two languages. If you, if you speak one language, that means you're an American. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I celebrate today because we've been privileged by God to be actively involved, to not just send money through missionaries around the world, and that's important. Please don't stop your giving, increase your giving. But to personally preach and teach this gospel. I've had the privilege, my wife and I, in many nations, Tom, uh, said it already, 25 years of almost extensive travel, sometimes out of the country more than in the country. Let me just name them. I think I got them all. I'm not sure. Brazil, Brazil Uganda, Cuba, Mexico, Turks and Caicos, Russia, Yugoslavia, which is now Serbia, Romania, Hungary, Republic of Czech, Bangladesh, Singapore, Taiwan, Indonesia, Hong Kong, Philippines, Guam, Japan, China, East Malaysia, West Malaysia, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, France, Belgium, Norway, Croatia, Kazakhstan, Belarus, Ukraine, Netherlands, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, multiple provinces in Canada and many states across this great nation. This doesn't count the many other nationalities that we've had the privilege to preach to from various mission fields we've ministered. We're privileged every Tuesday to minister to people from all over the world. To God be the glory. But I'm not saying that to have you look at me. This is not about Joe and Rosie Ellis. It's about a God-given calling and a God-given mandate to the apostolic church throughout the world. It's about what God wants to continue to do through the Calvary Church which is why we take time like today to remember that the church is called to all nations around the world. It's a gospel. It's a gospel for all nations. I see our precious sister from the, I believe from the Philippines, correct? And uh, I was in Singapore back a few years ago, and one of our large churches there in Singapore is uh, tab, uh, is Filipino Joy Fellowship, and uh, it's very, very large Filipino work, probably about 1,500 people. And, uh, but I remember saying to them, I, I challenged them one day, I said, why, why is it all I see is Filipinos in here today? I wasn't being disrespectful. Pastor Doji knows me and I, we love each other. All I'd heard all over the, all, everywhere I've ever went, the, the Filipinos, the Filipinos are the evangelists of the world. So wait a minute. It's not just about Filipinos. And I encourage them, don't limit your reach to Filipino people. If you're African of some African nation, don't limit your reach to African people. If you're Asian here today or Southeast Asia, don't limit your reach to Asian people. If you're a good old-fashioned country 
white, whatever. Don't limit your reach to just people that look like you, that talk like you. Come on, we've got a, we've got a gospel that's been called to every nation around the world, whether it be on the other side of the pond or it be right next door. Come on now. Come on now. In the name of Jesus, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world to every ethnicity, to every nation. And then the end will come. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.